0: This program, of course, is presented by Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the most widely read, widely sold, and respected wrestling magazine in the world today. This is the Pro Wrestling Illustrated podcast, and it is... The annual, the first annual, I guess, PWI office holiday party. I am uh, the host of the party, PWI senior writer, Al Castle. Joined as always by my co-host, fellow senior writer, Dan Murphy. Happy holidays, Dan.
1: I'm, I'm excited. It's another PWI office party. You remember last year? when uh, Mike Bessler sat on the Xerox machine and made (laughs) the copies of Butt, and Kevin McElveney took all the copies home for some reason. I don't know, it's a festive time, and I'm glad to be back for another year.
0: Hey, Dan, I think Mike brought his kids this year. Oh! God, who does that?
1: Could be awkward, could be awkward. (laughs) Uh, Let's hide the mistletoe in Jack Daniels.
0: Yes, and it is a party, and uh, this reminds me of one of those old, like, uh, 1990s party lines. And uh, we'll go around the table. We got a a, a cast of characters here. Uh, First of all, I like to call him uh, Dan, the axe to our smash and crush, the other senior writer on the PWI team, Harry Burkett. How are you,
2: Harry? Pretty good. I think this feels more like Playboy After Hours. (laughs) We all have our uh, smoking jackets on. (laughs) Yes.
0: Happy holidays uh, to you and who else is on the line? Like as I said, with the whole family. Uh, Mike Bessler, PWI Contributing Writer. How are you, Mike?
3: Just great, and I sent my children out of the room. <laughs> well,
0: and Somebody's we going to watch the them. They could get lost in them the newsroom here. That's them uh, also on the line, PWI Contributing Writer, Louie D. How are you, Louie? Happy holidays. I'm doing great. I'm
4: doing great. Happy holidays to you, and I'm, I'm glad Mike sent the kids out of the room, too, because they was just about to spike the
0: egg. <laughs> it and finally... Been a disaster. <laughs> a first on the PWI podcast, joining us for the first time, PWI contributing writer and PWI veteran,
5: I'd like to say, uh, Brady Hicks. How are you, Brady? Hey, guys. I'm so happy to be here, and as a longtime veteran of the party lines of the 80s and 90s, (laughs) I I, I feel like this is going to be awesome tonight. Yes,
0: yes. Well, this can probably be pretty chaotic, and, you know, we're waiting for for more guests to arrive. Uh, Anybody seen Matt Brock? He was supposed to be here by now.
1: No, I, I was going to say he tagged me, but he's not a big texter, so uh, I'll probably get a phone call on the landline, and maybe I can hold the phone up to the, the, the monitor here and see what we can do.
0: Yeah, not surprising, okay, nobody he's has still seen recovering
2: Matt recovering from his 103rd birthday party. Yes, yeah. yes.
0: <laughs> maybe he's uh, stuck in transit. Uh, I don't know where Kevin is. Did he say he's uh, on the, co- the copy machine or something? I think he might be passed out in the broom closet. Uh I think he's making time maybe with that that masked uh lady wrestler over by the uh the water cooler. La Luchadora. And uh Stu Sachs is supposed to be here to hand out the uh, the Christmas bonuses, but he's uh, nowhere to be found. So Yeah, well it's
1: time for the bonuses to disappear. It's weird, yeah. Right?
0: It's, yeah, every time it's time for those checks nowhere to be found but uh yes it's great to have all you guys here i expect this to be uh, a little chaotic reminds me a little bit of our annual pwi 500 meeting was actually a lot of fun and we've talked about how much fun it would be to get that on the air so this might be uh, a facsimile of that um and we're going to be looking back on 2016 looking ahead to 2017 giving some predictions uh that kind of thing before we do want to get a little business out of the way Uh, All our employer, while we're here at this party, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and uh, we are heading into, I think, the 38th year of uh, being what uh, I certainly think is the number one name in wrestling magazines, and uh, if you want to subscribe, you know, it is the holiday holiday season and, and what makes a better Christmas gift than Pro Wrestling Illustrated, either for yourself, for a friend, the wrestling fan, and your family. And the thing to do is to go to pwi-online.com. Right now, if you subscribe, you can get half off the newsstand price. My understanding is that the uh, the offer expires at the end of this year, December 31st. So hurry up, um, get this awesome deal. Uh, and again, you can get uh, six issues for $20.97 uh, or 12 issues for uh, 39 dollars A fantastic deal. As I said, half off the cover price. And uh, you know all the great work we do here. We're wrapping up another year of uh, all the fun features. The latest issue has got uh, the PWI Female 50, which is the the counterpart to our uh, PWI 500. It's got my interview with uh, rising New Japan star Kenny Omega. Uh, it's got a fun feature that I put together uh, about the changing face of, of WWE. And, and I think we'll be talking about that a little bit here on the show And how much uh, it changed in WWE, what it took to be a a main event star, uh, guys like Nakamura, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, who a few years ago you never thought would have anything to do with WWE, uh, became headliners in 2016. And there's a a fun feature on that. And before you know it, it will be the annual Achievement Awards. I believe closing is, uh, I'm sorry, voting is closed. Is that right, Dan?
1: closed, the Awards have all been selected, and uh, the announcements will be made and I had a chance to pick up all of the winners, uh, the I'm not reveal anything now, but uh, there were some real tight races and a few big surprises, so okay. it's good stuff. And uh, looking for the date on that issue,
0: uh, actually, it will be here pretty soon, January 12th, the digital edition uh, goes on sale, and the print edition a couple of weeks after that on February 7th. So, uh, again, pwi-online.com. If you want the digital edition, get it weeks before uh, it, it arrives uh, to subscribers or on newsstands. You can do that there. Uh, again, email address, uh, I'm sorry, the website address, pwi-online.com. While you're there, you can listen to the PWI podcast or you go to iTunes and subscribe and listen to back episodes. Uh, leave us some feedback. Uh, follow us on Twitter at official PWI. Um, find us on Facebook and drop us a line here: PWI podcast at Outlook I think All
3: if right. you get the uh, if you get the print subscription of that, Brady Hicks will come to your house and read you the issue cover to cover. All you have to do is feed him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he certainly likes
5: to travel. And, and, and I don't take a lot, so that that's fine. <laughs>
0: Well, it really is great to have all you guys here. Um, we put this together on, on relatively short notice, and uh, it just shows you you know, what an awesome team we have here. Everybody was so ready, willing, and able to uh, come together for this. Uh, so, yeah, let's go around. Let's talk about 2016. Let's talk about 2017. Um, I'll begin just by going around and asking, what do you think 2016 uh, will be remembered for? And, and some of us in the... Uh, the the year-end uh year-end issue that's coming out next month the achievement issues uh, uh talked about our our memories uh but you know you don't have to stick to that um do you think they'll be remembered as a good year for wrestling a bad year for wrestling uh dan i will begin with you what what kind of stands out
1: Even because i think that the in-ring um performance in wrestling has never been better I think WWE kind of opening the doors for the cruiserweight division and allowing guys like AJ Styles and Nakamura. Plus, everything that's gone on, I mean, TNA had their troubles, but their in-ring stuff was actually very good. The popularity of New Japan, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor kind of going through, um, trying to find its new stars going forward. And the big focus now with Europe, I mean, it's pretty incredible because the wrestling quality has never been better. Yet at the same time, there are less, fewer huge draw superstars than there's ever been. So I think it's a really weird year because it's a it's a great product. It's fun to watch, uh, and it caters to hardcore wrestling fans. Um, but there's still names. It's like uh, the NBA without Michael Jordan or the NHL without Wayne Gretzky. Um, there's uh, the the product is very good but there's nobody who's making the uh, the audience that's lapsed tune back in. And that's the uh, the challenge I think that the WWE and everybody really needs to face in 2017.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, I, and I think that is the paradox. On, on one hand, WWE took a lot of steps this year that I think we all were, were calling for and, and fans all over were calling for. Um, on the other hand, as you said, they, they failed to make a big star in 2016 and ratings were at 20-year lows. Uh, uh, Harry, what does that say about 2016? The, all told, was it uh, positive or negative?
2: Uh, I think uh, definitely positive. And, you know, uh, I think Dane and I both are approaching our 20th year at the magazine. Wow. And after watching it wrestling that long and writing about it that long, you tend to become jaded. But I have to say, as a fan, I have enjoyed... Uh, matches more than ever, particularly the pay-per-views, the the WWE. And uh, like Dan said, it's operating on all cylinders. You have the NXT pipeline, the brand extension in July that was successful, cruiserweights, women, hey, maybe midgets will make a comeback next year. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, the women's division, I've been so impressed by, and I have frankly enjoyed the wrestling the women wrestlers or the male wrestlers. And you have to give Charlotte a lot of credit for that. I've enjoyed every one of the Charlotte and Sasha Banks matches. And uh, of course, history made with Hell in a Cell, Charlotte versus Sasha Banks' first female main event on a pay-per-view. So I give it uh, four stars for 2016.
0: Wow! Wow! Well, high praise, Mike. You're you're often the uh, the voice of dissent on the PWI team. Uh, where are you here? Do, do you think it was as good as Dan and uh, Harry are saying, or, or maybe not?
3: Well, I, I'm quite frankly appalled that we've gotten this far into the discussion and the world words uh, final deletion have not been uttered <laughs> yet. Uh, that's what 2016 will mean to me in a lot of respects. I. I i forced a few people who were not exactly wrestling aficionados to watch that i don't think i bought any new fans with that brought anybody into the tent uh so to speak but um it 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 definitely brought something different to the wrestling world and uh i don't think that's a bad thing and and the 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 Hardys are still going at it, you know, to wrap up the year with, with their interesting contributions. But it, that all that aside, the, the talent infusion in WWE uh, really started to bear fruit this year, and uh, I, I think it's a net positive for sure.
0: Uh, Louie, I know you watch uh, NXT closely. Uh, when you talk about that talent infusion, a lot, of, a lot of that happened at NXT. Uh, But yet, some people feel that after sort of peaking in 2015, NXT dropped off a little bit this year. Um, What do you think? I mean, do you think the the influence was was as strong in 2016 uh, as in the past?
5: Oh, absolutely.
4: I mean, you just look at the the, uh, the top of the WWE landscape right now, and just about everybody um, that's at the top of the landscape it is an NXT graduate, so to speak, with uh, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens on Raw, uh, Dean Ambrose on SmackDown, AJ Styles kind of was the, the lone exception to the rule. Um, but, you know, th- this, this was the year for me, too, that NXT became more than developmental uh, for WWE. It's now a, a, an international touring juggernaut just coming off Australia and their show in Japan. Um, they've they've been to Canada earlier this year with the Survivor Series uh, weekend takeover. So it, that's only getting bigger and better, and that can hopefully make their infusion of talent bigger and better in the future. As guys like Nakamura and Samoa Joe, and, and those guys eventually make their way to the main WWE roster as well, and, and then the process continues again. It's you know NXT did maybe peak a little bit because of because of the talent that was down there last year and early this year, but.
5: They're
0: building it back up again really, really quickly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Brady, uh, I, I know you keep your eye on the independent scene. And um, I think in 2016, it, it was the year that the independence became more relevant than, than any time. Certainly in the last several years, a lot of that had to do with NXT and WWE and opening up uh, the these pipelines to the main roster. Um what what was uh, the impact on the independent scene in two thousand sixteen?
5: But it, it's so interesting to me. I mean, if you look at it, just the fact that WWE has gone out and uh, they they've signed so many different names from the independent scene over the last year. I mean, uh, even wrestlers that you wouldn't necessarily think of. I mean, as recently as like uh, Kimberly, I believe, a couple weeks ago, and a couple other women. There, um, it, it's it's really interesting. I, I think that uh, what it does kind of is it, is it raises the bar for all the independents. And honestly, like the more I think about it, um, 2016 for me is the year beyond WWE Network. I, I feel like um, maybe the thing that's going to help all this grow and continue to grow and continue to expand is uh, the technology aspect of it. You know, we have. Now all these different companies that can stream on TVs through Roku and through the internet. And, and there's uh, more eye-per-view channels than ever before. And there's so many different outlets to see just about any type of wrestling that you'd like to see. And I, I think it's a great thing. I really do.
0: Yeah. Let me give my thoughts. On, and it goes back to something that that Dan said. And I think everything... Uh, did we lose somebody? We might have. I think we're about to find out. Uh, uh-huh. Good. Roll call. Oh, I'm here. I heard so much about Brady. You there? Uh, Brady's here, yes. And Louie. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, Harry. Right here. Mike. Still here. Hey, Dan. We're all here. All right. Party. Um, <laughs> I, I am so drunk at this party, I can't, <laughs> I can't see you guys right in front of me.
1: Here's the thing. Because this is a party. We can't expense all of the drinks and food, right? We can send that in. Hey, man, if I don't get
0: that bonus, everything is getting expensed. That's, that's right in. <laughs> but, Dan, you touched on it. You know, for for all these successes, and I agree with um, everything you guys pointed out was uh, a, a positive in, in 2016. And when you hear it all, uh, it, it really sounds like this great year. But... As Dan said, uh, you know, I think this is a, a star-driven business, and you can take all these steps. You can create a cruiserweight division. You can have women in the main events. You can scour the independent scene. You can hire Japanese stars. Um, that's all well and good. If you didn't create a star or or have a star, uh, then I don't know what good any of this uh, did you. You look at at UFC in 2016, had an amazing year, Um, you know, they sold the company for $4 billion, and why was that? It was because of two names, Conor McGregor and Ronda Rousey, and they were huge needle movers, and I don't know that, um, you know, because we're talking about, you know, mainly WWE, certainly WWE didn't create a star. Uh, in WWE. Were guys elevated? Sure. And it's great that AJ Styles is the WWE champion and a big player and uh, is where he should have been uh, all these years. And, and Nakamura is uh, a player in NXT. And guys like Dean Ambrose were elevated to the world title and Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins and on and on. Um, but You know, one thing that that sticks out, you know, I've been doing Christmas shopping for my kids and uh, I was at the Toys R Us and they've got um, the wrestling buddies like they had when I was a kid, you know, and and, uh, uh, there was like the Big Boss Man and the Ultimate Warrior. I still got my old Ultimate Warrior wrestling buddy somewhere Mm -hmm. and Hulk Hogan and all of these. And I thought, oh, cool. I'll buy my kids uh, some wrestling buddies and uh, picked up John Cena for for my one kid who likes John Cena. uh, And I thought... Maybe I'll get Roman Reigns. Maybe I'll get a Seth Rollins for my other kid. And I had one other option because they only make one other wrestling buddy, and it's The Rock. Uh, And that tells you something, right? I mean, for all these uh, uh, guys, they've got headlining Raw and SmackDown each and every week. And for um, all the years now they've spent trying to get Roman Reigns over as the next big star, it's still... You know the John Cena show, pretty much in terms of mainstream appeal, and they have failed to create one other star. So I don't know. I mean, I, I see uh, a ratings that were the lowest uh, for Raw in 20 years, and I'm not sure I could say 2016 uh, was a success.
1: Any thoughts? I agree with that I, because for me, as much as I see the bring up is better than man, oh, you're breaking <laughs> up
0: some. If 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 uh, I don't know. Sure, try you can again. do it, not break up. Are you, uh, can you hear me now? I can hear you a little uh, kind of coming in and out, a little garbled.
1: Alright, I'll try it here. Okay. Yeah. Um, as much as I said that the in-ring has been better than it's been in 2016, um, and it has. It's been very good, probably better since the Monday Night uh, Wars. But I don't really like wrestling as a Um I'm easily... You know, oh, I, you're in and out, Dan. Uh, where should I
0: Sorry. Uh, where should
1: I start back in? Okay, there you go. Um, yeah.
0: The in-ring. Okay,
1: yeah. As much as I think the in-ring is better now than it's been for the past several years, maybe since the Monday Night Wars, wrestling doesn't feel like it's must-see anymore yeah it doesn't have that unpredictability where you have to tune in it seems like you can sit you can go six eight weeks without watching and jump back in and be at the exact same place and that's that's uh, that's boring um, in an era where you can go to Netflix you can go to Hulu you can go to HBO go whatever wrestling has gotten very um, predictable. And uh, that's not good from a storytelling point of view. Yeah.
5: yeah. If, if, if I could jump in here, Brady Hicks here. Um, if I could jump in here, I, I, I do think a large part of the problem, and I think this is something that WWE and a lot of the other companies are going to have to deal with moving forward, um, I, I, I think it's a lot of overexposure. I mean, Raw is three hours long, and I rarely make it through an entire show without falling asleep. And that, and that's not, like, that's not a commentary on the product so much as, and I said product I hate saying that but it's not so much a commentary on that as it is just the fact that everything has to be spread out you know and there's just so much time to fill I mean between three hours of Raw and two hours of Smackdown and an hour of NXT and an hour of the Cruiserweight show and who knows what else is to come it's just too much you know I just how can you hold someone's attention for that much
2: time
3: this is this is Mike and I want to Jump in on that too, because I, I have a couple of thoughts. One is, I think, fairly a fairly easy one. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Harry writes a, a bit about the business side of of things for PWI. I, the the entertainment market is. I don't want to say it's more competitive, but it's it, there's there's definitely a lot of uh, competing genres and, and products and things out there right now. So wrestling isn't at the top of folks' lists, even if they are longtime fans. It's not always up there at the top. And I think that the cross-pollination or the overlapping with UFC has not necessarily been good for business. Uh, when, uh, when you uh, mentioned... Uh, Al, the, uh, that there were needle movers in UFC. I, I kind of thought that was a thin, thinly veiled pun about Brock Lesnar failing <laughs> his drug test. Um, we, we do have that, which is kind of a debacle for WWE, uh, that they've really had to kind of step around quite a bit. And then you have CM Punk losing his, his first fight in, in grand fashion. Uh, So I I just I don't I don't know that that's really helped WWE in the grand scheme of things. And plus, Ronda Rousey was really kind of looked at as a a potential hot commodity for WWE. And and with her epic loss, I I don't think she would make the same splash coming in. So uh, and maybe maybe Harry would be a good person to comment on. Is that going to be good or bad for business in the long run? So far, not good. If I can jump in,
4: this this is what I want to. I want to piggyback on both of it real quick. Um, the one thing, you know, we, we mentioned the brand extension earlier and how, how NXT is its own thing and the cruiserweights and all that. That's been a double-edged sword, I think, for WWE because you look at a, at a product like UFC where every UFC show has different fighters from different weights on, on different cards, and if you're not necessarily a big fan of a lot of the fighters on the card, you may not buy that pay per view, Right. Whereas there are the needle movers like the Conor McGregor's and the Ronda Rousey's that the casual fans will say, oh, man, I got to see that. With WWE and the brand extension and all that now, what they've done is splitting the roster. If you're not necessarily a fan of the Dean Ambrose's and AJ Styles of the world, you're probably going to be less invested in SmackDown. So not only is there so much product to watch, if you're not invested in, in the stars on that show you're not going to watch it. So that may have also hurt, I think, that in the business end a little bit, is that with the roster split, there may be less people um, watching a certain subsection of the, of the programming because they're just not invested in in the talent.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry, as, as far as business, you know, when you hear all this about – uh, uh, NXT and, and the efforts there to grow that, and the roster split—you know, splitting the, the the rosters obviously, and and meaning that that wrestlers um, will be kept apart, and some matches that you could have seen before you won't be able to see uh, for a while, and uh, stuff like the the uh, the cruiserweights, which haven't quite taken hold yet, and women in main events. What it sounds like, and and. Is, uh, you know, if it was a baseball team, you're talking about kind of a building phase, right? It sounds like uh, all these things maybe make for uh, not the most dynamic year for business in 2016, but maybe it pays dividends, all those things down the line.
2: Maybe so. I do agree with the assessment that the only thing we were missing in 2016 was the creation of a huge star or two. Um, But sometimes I wonder myself, you know, the way the wrestling business is now, is it just going to be that way for a while? Like, for example, to create a really big star, you probably need one of two things. You would either need, A, for that wrestler to absolutely dominate. Like, that would be the the Ronda Ronda Rousey example in UFC. And, you know, the way wrestling is, you know, the matches are kind of 50-50 until the very end. No one's really got a really a breakaway undefeated streak. And if somebody rides a wave, I think fans kind of have the feeling, like even with the South, Seth Rollins, that that wave is going to kind of ebb out after six months. And uh, I think just nature of wrestling makes it hard for someone to dominate. Now think about Goldberg coming back to Survivor Series and the way he dominated Lesnar. And fans seem to have a hunger for that. They mm-hmm. love the way Goldberg did that. And um, the other component would be to create a big star you need a larger than life personality and modern day wwe stars just aren't really groomed that way it's you know work rate first which i personally like but you know going back to the wrestling buddies example i saw randy orton wrestling buddy and that <laughs> wrestling buddy was so, was so bland so bland yeah. i was like does a kid even know who this is and if you're sleeping with a randy orton wrestling buddy for some reason, it just
0: strikes me as creepy. I don't know. So, <laughs> so that's his wife.
4: Well, I'm
5: gonna put mine away now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, to follow up on that, and and I agree, and I think more than than any other uh, key, it is personality. Because when you talk about The Rock, and you talk about Steve Austin, who were looked at as the two the last two major major stars, though to be created. I think John Cena would be uh, a rung below that, but I, I think absolutely he was was and is a real star, just headline, uh, uh, hosted uh, Saturday Night Live a few weeks ago. But in all those cases, I think more than, um, you know, how dominant they were in the ring or even how good they were in the ring, it was personality. And in the current format of WWE, I don't know that anybody's personality uh, can come out, you know, who is Roman Reigns? I still don't know. I mean, everybody talks about, "Oh, if you got to see the real Roman Reigns backstage, hanging out uh, with the fellas, that kind of thing, it's a different guy." Well, that's the problem is that that doesn't come through on TV, and I don't think it come through it can come through for anyone. And uh again, not to make this the PWI Pod, the uh, UFC podcast, um, but but Conor McGregor I think had uh three pay-per-views this year that sold more than a million buys. I mean, it's gigantic. And he's a good enough fighter, um, you know, and won most of his matches, lost to one of them. But without a doubt, what's made that guy uh, an absolute sensation is the personality, is is, um, the trash talk, uh, that kind of thing. And I don't know, again, when you've got this committee of 20 writers Coming up with every word that a wrestler uh, spouts, I, I don't know how anybody can become a star. And and I think that was also one of the refreshing things about Goldberg was for as clumsy as he was sometimes on the mic in the appearances he made, it felt real. It felt sincere. When he brought his kid into the ring and had him pose with him, that was like a real moment. And you just don't get those in WWE anymore. It,
5: it, it, Brady Hicks here again. I'm, so, I'm sorry to cut in. Um, if you look at, and somebody mentioned The Rock and like how nobody's able to replicate that, uh, it's that personal connection. You're you're absolutely right, Al. It's that personal connection that that fans and wrestlers can make with one another. And if you look at even on a smaller scale, some of the names recently that maybe have been kind of getting more cheers on Raw. If you look at it, uh, whether they're good or bad, whatever the case may be, it's Chris Jericho. But we already know. Can talk fairly well whether or not things are being written for him Uh, it's the New Day who are funny and and somewhat different although I think they're getting a little old but you know that they're still funny and different Uh, they connect with people it's it's guys like that that are kind of able uh, whether it's willing or able I'm not sure but they're able to kind of shed whatever the writers are giving them and find a way to be different and stand out and Even if it's on a smaller scale, I think they're the kind of names that are resonating more with people right now. Matt Hardy as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Why don't we shift to talking about 2017 and uh, some of the things that we expect to see and would like to see. Kind of, you know, our New Year's resolutions for WWE. Um, I'll throw one out following up on what Brady just said, and that is toning down the comedy and uh it's chain-shaped it's it's not so much you know uh uh, Kurt Angle with a little cowboy hat singing backstage with Steve Austin but I feel like it's no longer the skits it's everywhere it's just permeated in every storyline nothing is serious whether it's um uh what's his name Ellsworth you know, week after week involved in the main event scene with AJ Styles and Ellsworth's whole whole existence in WWE is just because it's funny or they think it's funny. And on the other side, the other world champion, uh, Kevin Owens, it's just a goof, the whole Chris Jericho thing. And I laugh at it sometimes, but nothing is serious. And again, it goes back to that Goldberg example. That's why Goldberg and, and Lesnar was a breath of fresh air because they were just two dudes who were going to fight and and needed you know security to keep them apart, and they got in the ring, and Goldberg tore them apart and beat them, and that was it. I mean, there was no comedy there. Um, so that's one thing I'd like to see less of in two thousand six, two thousand seventeen. Dan, uh, how about you? What what's something you'd like to see change in twenty seventeen?
1: I think your comedy point's a very good one. I was just over here eating some of the Christmas cookies uh, at <laughs> the party. Um, but no, your comedy point's definitely a very good one. Uh, because it does permeate everything. And sometimes, I mean, wrestling should be about intensity and competition and wanting to win titles and not, you know, Enzo Amore walking backstage naked or, oh. or whatever. Oh. Um, what else I like, might, might like to see change in 2017? Um, I'd like to see more um, spreading of, of, of title shots. Um, if Kevin Owens is your champion and, and he's got you know, Roman Reigns, for example, as a top contender, okay, that's fine. You can build the pay-per-view but every to unbot him a big or or somebody. Uh, just open things up a little bit, take people out of the programs because every is going gunning the, the title. One spread out title shots and keep things staying and make. It a more big. um big. Oh, Dan. We can hardly hear you. Oh, shoot. Sorry, Marty. Sorry,
0: Man, he, he's really going through that eggnog. Uh. Yeah, that's it. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> it's uh, Anyway, but the point is, spread out the title shots and, and open things up for other people. And, and uh, I think that would make it a more interesting program.
0: Yeah. How about you, Harry? Uh, anything... Whether it's something that that you want to see different in 2017, or just something that you're looking forward to, that that you're expecting to happen, and and uh, you want to see.
2: Just a pet peeve of mine. I, I'd like for them to lose the three-man announced teams.
0: Oh, how about a four-man man announced team? Two, on men, two men at the hell, at
2: yeah. the table. You know, particularly on Raw, and you know, Byron Saxton seems like. Really, such a professional, Mr. Smooth. But boy, is he a keen observer of the obvious. I mean, he seems like nothing but a third wheel. There's got to be a better position for him within that company. And it seems like, you know, from the very beginning, you know, many years ago, this McMahon experimented with a three-man team. It was him, Bruno Sammartino, and Jesse Ventura. It was they were a three-man team for a while, superstars of wrestling. Now. Bruno San Bernardino, Jesse Ventura, you can't think of one person with any more credibility, Bruno, anyone more flamboyant than Jesse, but there's just something lost, and it's hard to build chemistry among three, much easier to build chemistry among two, and I just have to say, I really miss the Jim Ross-Jerry Lawler dynamic, and you would think they could create that with JBL and maybe Mauro Ranallo, maybe the two of them,
3: something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, How about you, Mike? What, what are you looking forward to in uh, 2017?
3: Well, I'm not surprisingly maybe going to disagree a little bit. I, I think that the... Uh, I, I don't mind some of the comedic or more lighthearted. Stuff. Uh, and, and I probably mention this every time you guys have me on here, but I grew up uh, watching uh, Memphis wrestling, and it always had... There, there were some, some very dark and dramatic moments, but then there were some, also some very funny, tongue in cheek, satirical things, uh, and I don't mind that a lot. I have, I, I, I have not minded the, the Ellsworth thing, uh, one bit. I actually think that that's worked pretty well. In, in, in my opinion, that the dramatic stuff, I think WWE fell short a little bit with the dramatic stuff, and I'd like to see maybe a little more thought put into that in 2017. The Shane McMahon Undertaker match uh, did not work for me uh, and it really didn't seem to have much point. And and I wasn't a big fan of the uh, Goldberg-Lesnar match either. Uh, So, and and we know that WWE is capable of stuff like that. uh, So I'd like to see a return to uh, putting some thought into the more gritty, highly anticipated matches. And as we see them make use out of, I, I should, I should, I should start that sentence over again. Um, I'd like to see them make better use out of the uh, different rosters now, and build up some anticipation in kind of a in SmackDown versus Raw matchups. Uh, so, so better use of that, and and maybe see some of the X- NXT guys uh, cross over and then go back to NXT for a little while. Yeah, and and again, the, the the Hardy stuff in TNA has worked for me. Um, it, it just brings a dimension to it that uh, that says there is definitely an entertainment aspect of this without going into the cliched uh, sports entertainment uh, uh, genre, so to speak. So so I like that too. I like it. it, it it's not just an alternative to WWE anymore. It's a it, it's a it's starkly different product altogether. So I'd like to see some more of that too.
0: Yeah, Louis, how about you? What, what are you going to be watching for in 2017?
4: Um, I, I think to uh, the points a couple of of the guys have made already, um, building some newer stars from the from the mid card, you know, thanks to the, the brand extension, would be great in. Uh, alleviating having to bring in so many uh so many old faces or, or non full timers. I hate to use the word part timers because it, it just sounds worse than it is, but that would be that that would be what I'd kinda hope for. But the other thing is, is we, we talked a little bit about the cruiser weights earlier and I'd really like to see them pay a little bit more attention to that just all of that. You know, two oh five live is five or six weeks into its existence and it's it almost feels like they kind of treat it a little bit like it it, it was main event or superstars it's just they tape it or they don't tape it but it's live after after smackdown after that's already happened but the cruiserweights are on raw so if you're watching that show you kind of have to pay attention to what maybe happened on raw but you're at a smackdown show so it sort of seems miscast and i don't know if you know the, the big arenas and everything is the right fit for it right away. The Cruiserweight Classic was was great, mostly because of the wrestling and, and the and the, the wrestlers themselves. But it was great in part because you know that wholesale crowd knew who everybody was before they got into the ring and was invested in in those guys from where they came from and made it you know almost that like ECW arena atmosphere of yeah. like, the old underground kind of ECW and. Now, when you're doing it after SmackDown in these large arenas, and they're they're trying to build something there, but I'd really love to see them focus a little bit more on the cruiserweight and let them really shine the way they did in the cruiserweight classic. That would just that would be helpful for for not only the product itself, but for those guys that maybe when their run is done with the cruiserweight division, they can move on to Raw or SmackDown and, and become bigger names.
0: Is is anybody? Uh... Willing to call the cruiserweight experiment a bust, I'm almost there. Uh, how about you, Brady? I,
5: well, here, here's my thing, and, and you know, I I, 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 won't. I don't want to call it a bust, or, or if it is a bust, it's almost like a controlled bust, like an implosion. <laughs> uh, like they, you, what made the cruiserweight special in WCW is not what they're choosing to focus on in WWE. If I want to watch um a couple of guys have a have a mechanical match in the middle of the ring uh they don't need to be under 205 pounds to do that and we don't need to be watching an episode of the bachelor where we're fighting over alicia fox essentially uh to me that isn't what makes the cruiserweight special uh as far as what i'd like to see for 2017 uh alexa Bliss. now (laughs) but seriously um I'll tell you what. Like the the big thing with the brand extension and what should be a real positive to come from it, at its very basic core, is that you're making more stars and you're giving more stars. You know, they may not be megastars, but you're giving more more faces time on your television. And when you've got not just Raw and SmackDown now, but like like we talked about, two hundred five live. NXT uh the potential for a women's division now with this tournament coming up who knows not to mention uh maybe a UK brand I mean who knows where we're going with this uh there's a real opportunity to make some stars there and that's what I'd like to see I think if WWE is going to continue to expand its business model I'd like to see them continue to put the focus on people that maybe we haven't seen enough of
0: yeah I I don't know I feel like some of these uh and certainly everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but I feel like some of these answers are the answers that educated wrestling fans are supposed to give, um, more focus on smaller wrestlers and work rate and, and all that. And I feel like WWE would say that they did that in 2016 and I, and it's sort of like, what did it get us? You know, um, I I think the cruiserweights are dead in the water. I think the the tournament, the classic, was pretty cool. And uh, like a lot of what's been working really well in WWE over the last couple of years, I think Vince McMahon was pretty hands-off of that. And it was, um, you know, my sense, more a, a Triple H project like NXT happening on the network. But I feel like anything that gets on mainstream... Uh, uh, WWE programming, raw, uh, raw, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's just not what they do. Uh, and I get back to stars. And as far as what I want in, in 2017, it, it's what I've always wanted, and, and that is uh, star power. And, and one of you touched on it. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it can be a chore to watch wrestling uh, these days. And Sometimes it's hard to figure out why. You know, this pay-per-view this past Sunday, um, uh, Roadblock, you know, there's some good matches. The main event was fine. Uh, That that women's uh, Iron Man match was fine. But, yeah, I I was kind of, it was a chore uh, watching it. Uh, And certainly three hours the night after that and two hours uh, the night after that. And there's uh, a lot of good action. There's cruiserweights. You know, you've know, you got AJ Styles defending the world title. And you've got Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. And these are all like, you know, master class uh, wrestlers. Uh, and yet it's not all that interesting. And it gets back to there's nobody here who we're really looking forward to, to seeing, um, you know, like, you know, Steve Austin in, in his prime. And it doesn't need to be as hot as Steve Austin in his prime. Uh, But I remember tuning in because I wanted to see what Steve Austin was going to do this week. And I I just, there's none of that, you know. Um, And I I don't know that there's anybody right now, I mean, I got to think about this, who is that next guy, you know. I don't know if the next Steve Austin, the next Rock, is um, you know wrestling in in his basement right now, uh, but I don't know if it's if it's anybody who works for WWE right now. Uh, what do you think, Dan?
1: It's hard to say because the environment is so different. Um, when The Rock
0: can. Oh, Dan. <laughs> is that we, bad? Yeah, we're not getting almost any of it
1: uh let me try again here can you hear me now yeah okay i'll try this okay yeah it's just that the environment is so much different um you know when steve austin and the rock broke when hulk hogan broke when bruno san martino broke it's a very different time each time and now is very different wwe's it's uh you know publicly a shared uh environment and it's hard to have somebody that you put all of your eggs in one basket and get behind because what if something happens to that guy or that guy goes away um it's a different era i don't know if there's anyone in wwe that could be that guy um roman reigns i think has the the look if he had a heel run and came back to be a baby face maybe um I don't see anyone else who could become a megastar in WWE right now, though. Yeah, yeah. 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 How about
0: you, Harry? I mean, is it it a matter of of WWE choosing someone, or do these things just happen organically? I mean, again, you talk about Roman Reigns having the right look and that kind of thing, and yeah, I mean, if, if you got his resume, you'd say, yes, this is the guy. Uh, but clearly it's not working. So, um, I mean, do you think WWE could will somebody to being that next rock or Steve Austin?
1: Um,
2: that will be very hard because, you know, fans are so savvy now. They sniff that out right away and just seem to automatically rebel, you know, unless they're under uh, 14 years old, then they might go along with it. But I agree with a point that, uh, you all have made and has been our magazine and elsewhere that the wrestlers are just just come across as corporatized haunts
5: yeah
2: you know Survivor Series you know I'm going to wear a SmackDown t-shirt versus I'm going to wear a Raw t-shirt you know so in, in that very controlled environment that absolutely takes the unpredictability out of it so am I going to stay up until 1105 because I think something surprising is going to happen? No, I'm not, because I'm sure in today's PG environment, corporate environment, nothing surprising is going to happen. Except, you know, one exception was the Goldberg return that we didn't expect. But as far as a, a surprise turn in a show, we all know that's not going to happen. And also, it's the technology. You know, once upon a time, you couldn't go on youtube later that night to see what happened at the end of raw so a lot of this some of it is hard to overcome yeah yeah
0: let's uh let me throw out a, a, a more simple one uh, to you guys looking ahead to 2017 and we're just a few months away now uh from wrestlemania they say the royal rumble begins the official uh road to wrestlemania um i will begin with uh you mike um what will be the main attraction at WrestleMania? And and I don't say main event for the reason for a reason because it's not necessarily what the world title match is, but um, what will be the big draw for WrestleMania 33 in Orlando?
3: Well, I think that that uh, it would be hard to imagine that Goldberg doesn't fit in there some way. And uh, I'm sorry, guys, this always happens at a Christmas party. One of my kids is up again and just came into the room. Honey, this is a Christmas party for adults. You can't be in here. Mr. Murphy took off his shirt about 20 minutes ago. He's gonna walk back in the room any minute. I don't want you to see that. I'll tell you what, you can stay up for another few minutes if you sing a song for the guys. You wanna oh, sing wow. one of your Christmas songs from school? Okay, then go to bed. Good answer. Go to bed, it's time for bed. I'm sorry, you guys. That is that is so embarrassing. I tell you what. I'm gonna hit the punch bowl. I'll just I'll toss I'll toss this one over to Brady.
0: Brady, what will be again the main the main attraction at WrestleMania 33?
5: I I hate that. I, you know what? The main attraction for me will be that I only have to pay uh, 9.99 to see it. Uh, no, I. You know what? I. I, I really have a feeling we're finally going to get to see John Cena versus The Undertaker. Yeah. I mean, I, I know everybody's probably groaning right now, but for me, uh, that's probably the best matchup that they can give The Undertaker at this point.
0: I'm with you, and that is um, a WrestleMania-worthy match, and it'll be a shame if it never happens uh, on the WrestleMania stage. So, uh, and, and there have been all kinds of factors in the last couple of years why they haven't been able to do it, if both guys are, are healthy in 2017, I absolutely would uh, sign, sign up for that one. Uh, how about you, Louie? Uh, do I become the, the, the company
4: line guy or the one-trick pony guy if I take over <laughs> a couple nights before? You know, I'm the NXT guy, so <laughs> well, you know guys, what? It, that, it is that.
0: part of uh, certainly WrestleMania weekend and now every major pay-per-view. And, yeah, there's certainly a contingent that's going to be more excited about what's going to headline uh, TakeOver in Orlando more than, than WrestleMania, than, than the night after.
4: Yeah, and I'm sure it'll be a great show like every TakeOver seems to be, but for WrestleMania itself, I'm I'm going to be the guy that is going to be watching you know, I, I just said minutes ago I hate to say the word part-timers, but I'm going to be the guy watching that. Like If the Shaq Big Show thing happens like has been rumored, I'm going to be all over that because that's going to be Fun to watch and something completely different. And if you know Triple H wrestles, or The Rock is there, or you know, as 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 Mike said, Goldberg, and Brady you know Brady mentioned too, like I'm going to be the guy watching that. And also the Andre the Giant Battle Royal for me, because maybe that'll be where the beginning of the next attempt to make the next Rock comes from. The, the the winner of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal has the you know has, has that on their resume right away. It's an, it's an immediate check mark
0: yeah, yeah. Dan, is there a, a key match that you're expecting uh, at Mania? Oh, we might have finally lost Dan altogether.
1: No, no,
5: pa- I'm here. Oh, there you are, okay. <laughs>
0: we- <laughs> this holiday party will be remembered for Dan's crappy microphone. I know. It sounds it like good
4: was...
1: Neville.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to get him back for the office
1: holiday secret Santa next year, a new microphone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so a key match I'm looking forward to. Is that. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, I mean, what do you think? Uh, what do you think Headlines WrestleMania? Uh, well, it's got to involve Triple H, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It, but, it, you know, I guess there's so many Wrestlemania is so different than it used to be there's really like a half dozen main events if you want to call that so um, it could be any one of those Uh, I I would think that Triple H and Seth Rollins is probably a a safe prediction Dan if you're talking we're not hearing you (laughs) that's it Dan is no longer invited many office parties. <laughs> Brady, let's go Someone's to you. Someone
4: called Dan Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Brady,
5: That'll what count. are you
0: expecting at, at WrestleMania?
5: Well, I, you know, I, as I was saying earlier, I think The Undertaker and John Cena. Oh, I'm like, sorry. I meant, uh, uh, to, uh, to me, that's big. I got you.
0: Harry, but, <laughs> I meant. Mike
5: kicked it this, to me. Yeah, we went yeah. out of order.
0: So. Yeah, this punch. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, you haven't chimed in. Here it is. Here's that chaos I was talking about. We, we need to podcast at 5 before we start drinking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Harry, you there? <laughs> I think we lost Harry.
2: Wow. No, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, you are there. I'm here. All right. I just got a little talky. That's all. Sorry. That's okay. Um, I, it's hard to imagine this happening at this point uh, because they handle Roman Reigns with such delicate gloves. But WWE could surprise us. I'd love to see Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. I think people would pay to see oh, Goldberg potentially beat Roman Reigns by. It. I think it would be a fascinating build up.
0: How do you book that match?
2: <laughs> well, obviously. 30 seconds and, and out. Right. You yeah, don't yeah. want to go down. Obviously, Reigns would be the heel, but you could also see uh, where. It's a just stay the course kind of match where Reigns doesn't really do anything to uh, blatantly turn heel. It's just presented as you know a big match of the Titans type thing. It may be similar to the Goldberg Lesnar match. Yeah, that build that up.
3: So the answer, out to your question of how do you book this match, according to Harry, is badly. Because that does not sound like something I'd be excited about. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, I think that's, well, first of all, I think uh, they're not turning Roman anytime soon. Uh, so I would imagine there's no way they do that match because, you know, against the the, the most hated of heels... Roman's going to get booted out of the building, much less against a guy like Goldberg, who fans are just in love with. Um, so I think we'll get a Goldberg match. I'd imagine um, we might get the rematch with Lesnar. Um, I like Cena and, and Undertaker a lot. I'd I'd really like to see Cena go for that 16th uh, world title at Mania. I don't know if, if working with Undertaker you could do that. I mean, I've heard the... The theory tossed out there, what if Taker wins the title uh, before that and defends it against Cena at Mania? But then are you going to have Cena uh, beat Undertaker at Mania? I don't know. Um, Again, I I expect Triple H and Seth Rollins. I don't know. I don't think that really excites anybody, but I think we'll see it. Um, And, of course, going back to this, I think there is a strong possibility of Conor McGregor at WrestleMania 33... And uh, if he is, I think that is the attraction. I think that's, you know, Floyd Mayweather all over again. Um, I'm not sure exactly what you do with him, uh, but I can see uh, uh, Triple H in particular wanting to throw some serious money at the new pay-per-view king to be part of WrestleMania.
3: And and, and if I this is Mike, if I could if I could follow up on that I, again, I I it said earlier that I didn't think that. UFC and WWE crossovers were, were necessarily good for, for WWE and I, I, I stand by that. I, I do think that uh, a build up to uh, Triple H and Seth Rollins could be very good. I think that that's the opportunity for some terrific storytelling, personally. And and Triple H, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of his in-ring work, but I, 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 I do know that he can certainly pull his weight in the ring and, and as a storyteller and and i think he's done some good things for wwe i think that's where a lot of the the paradigm shifting has come from even though it hasn't translated to ratings yet so that would excite me a lot more than another goldberg extravaganza i've already kind of mentioned that 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 didn't really work for me so i think that the um the seth rollins triple h uh, could, could be Uh, a crown jewel for, for WWE. I'm I'm sorry for WrestleMania this year. Uh,
0: Another question about WrestleMania weekend that I'll go around. Uh, Who would you like to, or do you expect to uh, see, uh, get inducted into the, the WWE hall of fame, uh, I guess two nights uh, before WrestleMania uh, this year. Uh, Louie, I'll ask you. Um, You know, it's,
4: If we're not going to see him again anytime soon, I I would love to see The Undertaker uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, From a personal and professional standpoint, I mean, I've been in awe of The Undertaker since the minute he came out in the Hartford Civic Center and I was sitting there in the 28th row with my jaw wide open wondering what that was. And here we are, you know, 25 years later. Um, It's kind of tough because for me, outside of that, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of names you hear every year. You hear like Rick Rude or, you know, Vader, I'll go with, I guess, because Mm -hmm. just because of his health issues that we've heard about, you know, Vader never really had a, a great WWE, WWF run in him. Uh, he did most of his damage in Japan and of course in WCW, but the WWE Hall of Fame isn't about WWE anymore solely. So I, I think he deserves to be in there personally. Yeah. So I would, I would like to see, I would like to see him before, uh, before it has to
0: be a posthumous movie. Uh Brady, you have any thoughts on that?
5: Uh, well, I, I do specifically. Yeah. Uh, Louis mentioned uh, Rick Roode. Uh, personally, I, I thought Rick Roode was awesome. Um, not as a headliner for the, for the uh, Hall of Fame, but I would love to see Rick Roode get in. I think that uh, his body of work kind of stands for itself.
0: Yeah. Uh, Harry, uh, any thoughts on uh, a Hall of Fame induction?
2: Uh, I would like to see Curve Angle. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, think about the incredibly hot run he had from the time he uh, debuted, I guess that was 1999, and, you know, he, he won the WWF world title, you know, within a couple of years, less than a couple of years, and, you know, and he uh, brought the work rate of WWE up considerably. I remember uh, when we used to publish the old wrestling annual, we had about seven months out of 12 where Kurt Angle was involved in the batch of a month. So we yeah. shouldn't forget the great streak he had uh, those first few years he was in
0: WWE. Will we see another uh, Kurt Angle run in 2017?
2: I I think we probably will. Really? Okay. I, I think we have to go for it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. It would probably be somewhat limited, but I could see that happening.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll throw a name in there for the Hall of Fame, Daniel Bryan. Uh, it'll be about a year since he retired, and he got that amazing reaction. And I think um, uh, being a part of SmackDown week in, week out, I think you know fans have really developed uh, an affection for him. And uh, I don't know if he headlines it, but I think he might be a good co-headliner. And certainly, on merit, deserves to be there. Um, I think that would be a, a really cool moment. Um, uh, Mike, I don't think I asked you. Any thoughts on the, the Hall of Fame? Stu Sachs. He, would, he would be my, <laughs> got my, vote. Be my first my Actually, first it depends on, on whether these checks are coming or not, whether he's got my vote or not. Uh, um, that's a good one.
3: Yeah, I, I think... And, and really, I, I think as far as the celebrity wing, in, in, all, in all seriousness, Andy Kaufman, I don't think, has gotten yeah. uh, a really hard look. And I, I would have liked to have seen somebody like that who's done who did a lot for the business in my lifetime i think the business meaning just kind of kind of as an entertainment medium uh i i, I would have liked to have seen him go in before say uh you know, drew carey or, or or someone like that so kind of an offbeat choice but i think wwe kind of misses the boat a lot of times uh with their with their celebrity picks
0: yeah i'd, I'd ask dan but i think we lost dan you there dan
3: he he did send us a message saying he is he had a crash and he was he was done for the All right, well that's too bad. Um, I
0: know he would,
4: he would probably pick a he would probably pick a uh, a female. You know he's the mastermind behind the female system, so maybe yeah. one of these the the old uh, one of whoever's left. I think it might be Dan's pick out of uh, the old guard of, of the ladies.
0: I saw somebody raise uh, Tori Wilson as a potential candidate, and maybe that works. It's an idea.
3: And I, I do, what, I do what want about, to say one more, sorry. one more serious person, uh, a serious pick. Uh, I, I think Paul Heyman. Oh, no, I don't
0: see that one happening.
3: This would be this would be as good a time as any, I think.
0: Uh, I don't know if there will be a good time for that <laughs> with some of the people what, uh, uh, in power.
5: What? What about? Uh, I, I heard someone mention that the uh, the women. What? What about the the prospect of China getting in there?
0: Yeah, interesting. I mean that that. Um, air some dirty laundry that some people might not want aired uh and and just logistically i think it's complicated who would accept on her behalf uh there's all kinds of family issues there Um, i'm sure if they wanted to they could figure it out you know we'll see if if this is the year they do that it makes me think of another question um do we see president donald trump and WWE hall of famer donald trump on WWE television in 2017
2: Well, I guess Trump is already in the celebrity wing, isn't he?
0: Yeah, not in the Hall of Fame on WWE TV.
2: Oh, I think I would not be surprised whatsoever because, you know, he seems to enjoy communicating with the masses. And uh, I do recall it was one of these uh, Sunday morning uh, talk shows where they compared Trump supporters to wrestling fans. And I was offended by that on a number of levels. (laughs) So, I could definitely see him on Roar's back down.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's tricky. Um, You know, now that the campaign is behind him, uh, well, you know, it it, it may be more a question of whether uh, Vince McMahon would want him there, you know, because it kind of cuts both ways. Uh, So, we'll see. Uh, Guys, uh, wrapping up, one last question. I'll just go around quickly on this one. This time next year, end of 2017, uh, who is, or who are, now that we have two of them, I guess, the the WWE World Champions on Raw and SmackDown? Uh, I will start with Louis. Wow,
4: I'll throw a couple of wild card answers out there, because you never know what could happen. Uh, Cesaro Hmm. and Baron Corbin.
0: Wow, okay, those are pretty wild.
5: Uh, How about you, Brady? I'm not going to be very original. Uh, Finn Balor and AJ Styles. I, I think is going to hold on to it
3: for a while. Those are good picks. Uh, Mike? I don't think AJ will hold it for the year, but I think he will uh, probably lose it and get it back uh, at, at least once. Uh, so that's my pick for SmackDown, and I'm going to say John Cena will hold on. Uh, to a, uh, an important spot in WWE for the year, and he will end with with the title. Yeah, and Harry,
2: I would say Seth Rollins on Raw. Um, you know, he's one of those wrestlers. He, by virtue of his character, he has to be vying for a championship in almost every pay per view match. So it's hard not to imagine him in that mix and still in that mix. So I think he's as good a bet as any. And on SmackDown. I would say john cena i think uh you know he'll be uh over 40 years old about 40 years old at that time i think they will start looking at that 16th title reign very seriously this year uh
0: yeah i mean i think um what happened with john cena in 2017 is gonna be up to john cena you know clearly he's he's uh uh, scaling back his wrestling appearances. Uh, but at the same time, he's probably more in demand than, than he has been. So I'm sure WWE would want him back. And I'm going to MSG Monday night uh, when, when Cena's got his first match back in a while. And we'll see what the reaction is. Um, I will uh, pick Cena as well. We'll see. I'm not sure which brand. I don't know what's going to happen to brands next year. If there will be brands, we'll see. Uh, and I'll throw my own wild card in there, uh, Nakamura. I think um, he will come over to uh, the the main roster, and I think it's just about impossible to keep him away from the main event scene. I mean, whether he's booked there or not, um, I think the fans will kind of will him into the main events, and uh, it's just a matter of time before he's holding a, a world title, I think. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, wrapping up here, guys. Thank you so much uh, for being here and really for all the work that all you guys do um, throughout the year. I'm sure I could say that on behalf of of Stu and uh, the whole PWI and Kappa team. Um, Everybody's work is very much valued. Another um, great year of of terrific, insightful, valuable uh, work inside PWI. And I thank all you guys. Uh, Anybody want to plug anything?
2: Do we have any Kappa (laughs) wine at this party? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I will you plug know, I'm, uh, are you all man. familiar with the Aramore, uh brand what's that I'm, I'm being serious
0: I missed that say it again
2: count any half a puzzle book and you'll see what I'm oh. talking
0: about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, I mean, will I, plug I'm, because, because we lost uh, uh, right. uh, Dan his uh, a book on women's wrestling I think it's about to drop uh, I saw some kind of alert on um, ECW Press's website. Um uh, just pulling it up here, and I feel badly that Isn't Dan...
2: Is that a throughout February? Is that right? I think so. I, I'm just... I think so. Last I heard.
0: Yeah. I can't find it right now, but... Um, I think uh,
2: uh, Dan's...
0: What's his Twitter handle? Dan Murphy books or something. <laughs> He's something like that. Uh, anyhow. Uh, I,
5: I, um, yeah. I, listen, I, I have three real quick plugs and I appreciate your time tonight, by the way. Uh, two of the plugs are for me and one's not for me. Uh, the first one, my podcast Tuesday night in the room, bocnation.com. Uh, it's myself and former WCW star, the maestro. Uh, that's from 9 to 11, so vocnation.com on that Tuesday night. Uh, I also want to mention my play-by-play work with the East Coast Wrestling Association, uh, Super 8, coming up in April. That's ecwaprowrestling.com. And finally, uh, Bill Apter, I'm, I'm sure you guys saw last year, released a fantastic book. Everybody should go check it out. Yes. Uh, is Wrestling Fixed? I didn't know it was broken, and everybody should go find that on Amazon because it is an incredible book.
2: Yes, absolutely. And we should congratulate him on the fact, uh, didn't they make uh, proclaim proclaimed bill after day of Pittsburgh?
0: That's right, yeah.
2: <laughs> Did they?
0: Yeah. Yeah, we got to get him oh, back on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I've got in front of me. It is coming in April 2017, and it is uh, The Sisterhood of the Squared Circle, uh, written by Dan and Pat Laprod. and uh, again, drops in April Uh, As of six hours ago, so this might not be available when when this goes up, but um, there was uh, 25% off on pre-orders. Whether you can get that or not, go ahead and go order the book. Um, uh, Dan is as knowledgeable as anybody on this subject, and I'm sure the book is going to be fantastic. Um, guys, thank you so much. Appreciate, uh, your time. Hope, uh, you and your families and all our readers and listeners and their families have a wonderful Christmas and, uh, a very happy new year. And we will talk to you all in 2017. Happy
5: Merry holidays, Christmas, everybody. Keith.
0: All right. Merry Christmas.
5: Thanks. Thanks so much. Happy holidays.
0: All right, guys.